After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. Fresh out the box. Stop. Look and watch. Ready yet? Get set. It's all that. For us 90s kids, this show hits home hard. Like, <laughs> as soon as you hear that theme song, yes. oh, that pang of nostalgia. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Like, where's the water? It's all that. And it's back. Yes. Can you believe it? This is crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, but mainly middle-aged people, and <laughs> recently some of the younger ones, today... On After School Special Podcast, we've got a special episode. Well, all these episodes are special, but this one is very special. We're talking about the old school sketch comedy show for kids, made by kids, all that. Don, do you remember all that? Hell no. Nah. I, I didn't have cable when this show came out in 1994, and yes. I was 10. I wasn't really watching sketch comedies like that i was still into cartoons power rangers and stuff like that i think we were in mm -hmm. fifth grade around this time so mm -hmm. this show eludes me but when i went to my grandma's house like i've said in other episodes past episodes i would catch up on things like beavis and butthead and mtv videos and stuff like that but this one kind of i guess slipped under my radar because i did not see this at all well for me yeah. I absolutely hated it. Oh, ready? But, <laughs> but I was watching, at the time, the stuff that I was watching, I was watching SNL, but I was watching Kids in the Hall on HBO, and that was more or less my sketch comedy. I found a lot of the people on there to be insufferable. Racist. And, um, but no, no. It was mostly the white people that I found insufferable, like Amanda Bynes. Racist. And that, can't remember her name. Oh, she was in that show, uh, Steve Laura, Harvey Laura show. Yeah. Yeah. Laura yes. Yes. But I know, John, this was special to you. So it's special to us. Special to us, John. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, so we'll get started. All of that was a show that got started by Brian Robbins and Michael Tolley. They met in 1986 on the ABC sitcom Head of Class. I was going to say, they did a lot of stuff until I think 2007, right? They yeah. Like Coach Carter and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. They were a duo. So they pretty much were arm in arm when it came to production. Eventually, they would meet Dan Schneider, who would be head writer and showrunner of the series in the third season. But Schneider would eventually become a prolific person in children's television. Eventually, Dan would be known as the Norman Lear of children's television. Norman Lear, as we've talked about before, created all these universes within universes. So 
I remember that conversation that we had and you actually brought it to my attention and how many shows Norman Lear, like how they were all connected. And it just blew yeah. my mind. And I just loved almost every single, well, actually, I think I loved almost all of his shows that he made. It's yeah. wholesome stuff. You know, it didn't deal with feet or anything like that. <clears throat> no. Dan Schneider. Da, 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 da. So yeah, um, both of them have done successful things. The friends, when they met in 1986, shared a mutual interest in writing. Eventually, they came together to write and pitch episodes to the show's producers. And to their surprise, the producers liked the idea and bought it. So for them starting out, they got on the right track with the producers. And the producers were like, yo, we like what you're spitting out. So we're going to take it. The duo co-hosted the second annual... <laughs> Kids, the duo co-hosted the second <laughs> annual Kids Choice Awards in 1988. By 1991, Head of Class ended, ended its run, and Robin started a production company with friend Mike Tolens. And the production company was known as Robin Tolens Productions. Wow, that is the so creative. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Head of development for Nickelodeon asked them to tape a few projects, and they did documentaries that featured network hosts of the show, from shows like Nick Arcade, Get the Picture, and Nickelodeon Guts, which was hosted by Mike O'Malley. And I like Guts, too. Guts was a really good show. Anyway, so they went on tour with different cities showing these documentaries. And then they came up with the idea for all that. They wanted to do a version of Saturday Night Live for kids that had a bit of you can't do that on television in it. So that mm -hmm. was the inspiration. Albert Hitch, who was the head of Nickelodeon at the time, told him to go ahead and create the show. Tolins, Robbins, and Snyder were influenced by shows such as The Carol Burnett Show, which is still funny if you like that. You can't do that on television and laughing, Roland and Martin's laughing. Rather than write the pilot, they decided to assemble the cast first. A nationwide search was held to find the right talent. Eventually, they landed on Angelica Bates, Lori Beth Denberg, Katrina Johnson, Kale Mitchell, Alicia Reyes, Josh Server, and Keenan Thompson. You know, I read something that Keenan Thompson, out of all of the original cast, was the only one with acting experience. Is that true? Mm -hmm. I believe it was yeah. uh, Mighty Ducks 2, D2. Ooh, D2. What, did Ducks come out before or after yeah. all that? Yeah, pretty. I'm pretty okay. sure it came out before because I didn't know who he was. I just knew him as the knuckle right. puck kid. Yeah, the knuckle puck. Yeah. So all that the original series ran from 1994 to 2007. So you're right, man. So Ducks had to be 1992, right? The Mighty Ducks came out in March of 1994. Oh, oh, okay. So he probably was on the show and then went into Mighty Ducks too. So with the cast hired, they begin writing. Normally, what happens is you write a pilot first and then you find people to fit the pilot, a la Seinfeld. You know, you just write the pilot first and then you find people to fit that character. The basic concept was a half hour show that featured a cold open. The show would have the cast doing juvenile things in the green room, which I remember that. The show was made up of short little sketches and a musical performance to close out the show. The longest running sketch was Vital Things You Need to Know, which was done by Laura Beth Denberg. It was kind of like Weekend News Update. Yeah, insufferable. So, <laughs> insufferable. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's one of those, it's an acquired taste. So she would sit behind the desk in a suit 
and tell you things you need to know and yell at you and all kinds of nonsense and people loved it so do you know who did the original theme song for the show tlc yeah that kind of that was funny to me that they were the guest musical i don't know if it was on the first episode or later in according to bustle website she did the ah part yeah i don't know what the ah part is but yeah, because the, uh, yeah, yeah, the song day. the song went ah 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 this is hey. all that yeah. So you guys did, like what I did yeah. there? I just wanted you guys to sing. Sorry, that was a prompt. Ah, 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 <laughs> nice, dirty nice. tricks. Yeah. So the pilot was shelved since it did not test well with the test audiences. But the president of Nickelodeon at the time, Geraldine Laybourne, decided to pick it up anyway. She said, "Screw it, we're doing it live." It birthed a spinoff called Keenan and Kale. That was pretty funny, too, which was also more like a sitcom sketch comedy ish show. Like Keenan's family was the primary focus of the show and Kale was his friend. And Kale would be like, who loves orange soda? Kale loves orange soda. Is it true? Is it true? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. I do. Ooh. <laughs> Jesus so, Christ, man. God, uh, here we go. So bad, here we like- go. Well, no, it it was just like shit on your childhood, Aaron. I, I, yeah, see, I, I'm the uh, see, and all the episodes that I do too, I've realized, and someone called me out on it too. Is like all the stuff you do is just like you want to sound smart, you want to ruin people's childhoods on this show <laughs> when it's supposed to be a nostalgia podcast. I'm like, you know, if I don't ruin people's childhoods at least once a week. I'm not doing my job. <laughs> yeah, back to reality. <laughs> when you look back on your childhood, you either almost fetishize about certain things or you notice things that, wow, that was terrible, the things that well, you loved. So, yeah, we do a bit I, of I both say, I will say at that age, I had a crush on a couple of the girls on all that. Okay. Because it was... Uh, Amanda Bynes? I mean... Katrina, no, Katrina Johnson and Alicia Reyes. Like, Amanda Bynes was a child child. When this came out like she was not in her teens like these she was our teens. age wasn't she no she's she younger, than, younger us? than us oh yeah. no kidding okay oh never mind after these messages we'll be right back hey babies you're liking the show well thanks leave a five-star rating and a comment please Do you want to see the guys' faces? Well, they got YouTube videos. You can watch this podcast on any major platform you listen to. Rate five stars and comment. Thanks, babies. Anyway, to continue, the show birthed a spinoff of Kenan and Kale, which led to the movie Good Burger. And I liked the Good Burger movie. That was funny. That was one of Nickelodeon's first movies, I believe. Good Burger was a sketch on all that. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? So that was always a hit on there. Kids would repeat it at school all the time, and I would want to beat the shit out of them. To beat the shit out of them. (laughs) (laughs) So at this time, all that was being filmed in Nickelodeon Studios in Florida. But the company decided to move to California. Around this time, Angelica Bates left the show. She was one of the co-hosts on the chocolate show with Heenan. She was the the female host, the black girl. She ended up leaving. Then Amanda Bynes joined. A fun fact about Amanda Bynes was she was found at a children's comedy camp at L.A.'s Laugh Factory, which is pretty dope that they had children's comedy camps for kids that age at a prominent comedy club. Yeah. 
1997, a new cast was added, notably Danny Tamborelli from Pete and Pete fame, who also does a podcast with his TV brother. Yep. And it's really good. I like listening to them. Then after Danny Tamborelli joined, Lord Beth Denberg and Schneider left the snow, the snow, the show. <laughs> <laughs> so with Schneider wanting to create his own sitcom, which would be the future Amanda show. The fifth season saw the talent of Nick Cannon and Mark Saul. Nick Cannon has a long storied history with Nickelodeon, a uh, Viacom, because he has Wildin' Out. He's like known as the chairman of Nickelodeon, has hosted the Kids' Choice Awards, I believe. You know, he worked as a warm up for the audience on the All That Show and was a writer before he joined the show. So. Damn, how old was he at that times. time? He was a writer at that? I'm not sure. I think it was probably eight sure. kids deep by then. Eight kids <laughs> deep. At least. <laughs> at least, buddy. So this is BM, before Mariah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So March 13, 1999 was the 100th episode, which featured guest stars like Melissa Joan Hart, from Clarissa Explains It All on Nickelodeon and Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Larissa Olenek from The Secret World of Alex Max, which I watched that show, I never understood it. I had a crush on uh, her. Who? Yeah. The Capri Sun Amorphous Blob. Oh, oh the Morph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Musical performances was supposed to be for the 100th episode, Britney Spears, who backed out due to a leg injury. And wow, Britney bitch. Lauren, Lauren Hill stepped in. Yeah, they had a variety of musical guests on that show. Like, people I never heard of. But they wanted to reflect the audience that was there. So they did a lot of hip-hop and... Aaliyah, Coolio, Brandy, Usher, Run DMC, Faith Evans, LL Cool J, Mary J. Blige, Missy Elliott, Outkast, P. Diddy, and Blackstreet. Yeah. No diggity, no doubt. seeing Outkast in their prime? You know what I'm saying? like Or any one of those. Outcasts. Yeah. Could you imagine seeing them in their prime note, man? So anyway, the 100th episode won the Kids' Choice Awards for Favorite TV Show on May 1st, 1999. The fifth season saw the departure of Thompson and Mitchell. Comedian Gabriel Iglesias was hired to replace the two. He was 20, so he was older than most of the cast. The sixth season was shortened and led to a nationwide summer tour, All That Music and More Festival. The writing partners of Coppolo and Seifert and the entire cast left, so they were gone. And then Schneider returned as showrunner soon after. The show was revived twice, but did not do as well as the original. And the second time it was revived, it brought back the original cast to help the kids that were on there, but it never did as well. Well, it helped them be funny? <laughs> well, the original cast was the Justice League young cast with their Teen Titans. That's pretty much what it was supposed <laughs> to be like. Okay. That's the a- legacy. Yeah. All that is highly regarded for its large, diverse cast, both in age and gender. Since debuting in 1994, television was still primarily segregated by race, like Seinfeld and Martin, as well as Saturday Night Live, because Saturday Night Live was predominantly white males yeah robin schneider and tolan wanted to show to reflect its audience as well as varying music so people could embrace diversity there have been multiple reunions from 2011 to 2018 and really aaron you weren't the only one who hated it i'm pretty sure that a lot of people did like it 
I mean, you either loved it or you hated it. I hated it because when something is repeatable, you know, like what did five fingers say to the face? You know, yeah, like yeah. that shit like yeah. that, or I'm Rick James, bitch, is funny in the moment and watching it, but I hate those dumb motherfuckers that take their comedy from that shit. They think they're funny. It's like when you would hear people yell, I'm Rick James, bitch, and then I would turn around and be like, shut the fuck up. Don't say another <laughs> word. Okay. I don't want to hear anything else out of your mouth. You're not funny. And then I remember that day apologize. you said that to me too. Yeah. <laughs> you braver than me, dude. Cause I wouldn't be saying no shit like that. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that was one of the fine memories for me. I'll say that I didn't look forward to all that coming on. It was just mm -hmm. the nature of watching Snick because yes. what I really liked on Snick was, are you afraid of the dark? That was one of my yep. favorite things. When all that came on, it meant that all the shows were ending and we were getting ready to go into nighttime, Nick at Night. Yeah, so, Ren and Stimpy, um, that's, I really, that was one of the reasons why I watched it was because of Ren and Stimpy. Yes, and Ren and Stimpy used to come on Nickelodeon in the morning. And I think the people who ran Nick failed to realize what kind of show that was because kids were watching that. Yeah. Like, and that was a very sexual innuendos yeah disgusting he had a too. lot yeah yeah very disgusting well yeah. i think if i would have watched the show when i was a kid i would have liked it but i mm -hmm. didn't really get into sketch comedy until about 97 well we may mention on the other episode the martin episode that was technically like sketch comedy so so yeah about yeah 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 95 it was. and i mean we could do another Martin episode. We barely <laughs> touched the surface I know, man. I... of everything with Martin. Yeah. And all that, I just remember the theme song was very catchy. And, you know, I did like Keenan and Kale because Keenan and Kale's theme song was sung by Coolio. He said all that is like one of the main reasons he got popular. He said. Yeah. The reason Peace. why I like watching all that is because it made me. R.I.P. First, it, it introduced me to sketch comedy. But the other thing, too, was I was envious because me and my cousins would sit there and we always wanted to be on one of these shows. Like we wanted to be on Double Dare. We wanted to be on Legend of the Hidden Temples. You know, we wanted to be in the show. You Did know, you ever to... when you're watching Legends of the Hidden Temple? Because I wanted to be on it. And I'd be like, I just point out like, look at that, that, that dumbass. I know I could do that. I could do that. Look at yeah. that. Like, one of those yeah. like in the chair yelling at the TV. And when they would get yeah. caught, too, they would slightly get molested. <laughs> Little yeah. touch and grab. I'm oh, sure. by the Temple Guardians. The yeah. Temple Guardians would grab like, them. Come here, yeah. kid. Ooh, and you know, touch your boobies. Allegedly. <laughs> they, did allegedly. Unknown, they did 10 unknown facts for that. And the kids, when they do the rehearsal, they wanted to keep it fresh. So the kids didn't know when the Temple Guardians were coming out. So they legitimately were scared when these yep. men were coming out to grab them. They <laughs> oh had no God. idea that when they were coming. That sounds awful. I'm not going to lie. That's Oh, it was not good. Like 90s. The water was extremely cold when they were crossing. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of bad things with Legend of the Hidden Temples that the kids did not know. And they weren't prepared for and well, yet they were supposed to go in here and perform. I mean, it mm -hmm. is a game show, but well, they didn't it, that was like them. a day to day thing at Nickelodeon. You just you don't get caught by Dan Schneider. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. No, I think that shit's proof, ain't it? It's out. 
Like, uh, oh, it's, it's uh, ain't it true? It's gospel. Is it? I don't know. I'm just saying allegedly to cover our ass. Oh, well, okay. Well, oh yeah, you can do that. You can say that. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey guys, you can catch this podcast on any major platform you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to rate us five stars and comment on how you're liking the show. After school special podcast. You know, that hard goodness that you get the next day. Oh, yummy. From a day old donut at Dougie's. After school special podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's my childhood right there, mother. When did yeah. I come out? Podcast comes out every Friday, Friday, Friday. So this has been After School yeah. Special Podcast. Staff, man, thank you so much for the research that you did on this. We didn't get to talk about too much about Dan Schneider and his f- foot fetish. But, foot, foot fetish. Yeah, and all the terrible things that he, I guess, for safety, allegedly did. In case you haven't read Jeanette McCurdy's memoir, I'm Glad My Mom Died, she drops a couple of bombshells about Nickelodeon. In her memoir, Jeanette revealed that the creator, aka Dan Schneider, who she described as mean-spirited, controlling, and terrifying, encouraged her to drink alcohol when she was 14. She also said he gave her a shoulder massage without her asking and told her, you're about to star in your own TV show, for crying out loud. You know how many kids would kill for that opportunity? Every last one of them. Jeanette then wrote in her book, I Nod Along, he reaches out and places his hand on my knee. I get goosebumps. Jeanette also revealed that Nickelodeon then offered her $300,000 to never speak of what happened to her on set, but she declined. Well, in 2018, Nickelodeon and Dan Schneider cut ties, and they issued a statement regarding the split, saying both sides agreed that it was a natural time to move on, as many of Dan Schneider's projects were wrapping up. But, all in all, it was great memory for you, John. For me, when people would repeat shit, like the Good Burger stuff, I would just be like, that kind of stuff has always pissed me off. But anyways, (laughs) thank you for coming on this journey with us. I'm your host, Aaron Smith, and your other host, Double D, and your host with the most staff man. Thank you again. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And not solely in that order. You can subscribe, then like, and then share. But tell your friends, tell your family, tell your children, possibly tell the raving maniac that is on the street corner about this podcast. And we're on Instagram at After School Special. And then we're on Twitter as well, After School SPE3, TikTok After School Special 3. Yeah, and send us an email. Tell us who you are. Give your credit card information. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, help us out a little bit. Maybe buy us a coffee. I don't know. Is that still a thing? Don? Yeah, we got Patreon. We have Buy Me a Coffee. And we have Latchkey Kids Speak on Speak Pipe, where you can leave a voicemail. Yes. Leave us a voicemail. Nobody does. We're also live every Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern whatever it is, specific time, on Instagram. Instagram Live Fridays. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, yeah. Pacific Time is 3 o'clock. Pacific is 3. But I was going to say, Jesus make sure God. you put your socials out there because I am at Brohemian916 if you want to check us out, out independently. Don, what about We're you? We're all one team, one dream. So One team, one dream. Donnie Blah Blah on Instagram. But I'm private. I don't be letting motherfuckers just be on yeah, my Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not going to give that information out. F*** all of you.
I'm just, oh, <laughs> no, my I'm shit said private. I mean, you can look me up, but I probably won't add you. <laughs> I do, I post a lot of pictures of Furbies, my Furby collection <laughs> I've had for the last 30 years. And also, I post pictures of sandwiches. Ooh. So there's that. Joey well, Tribbiani. Yeah, sandwiches, you can't go wrong with that. People probably would like to see that. So. Yeah. Like yeah. Subway sandwiches? A, like Actually, it's mostly sandwiches that I find on the floor of certain locations. I know this is a listening medium, but I have a picture of a sandwich that I found in the crack of a fat man's ass. Oh, wow, guys, look at that. Mmm, delicious, huh? All right, guys, this has been After School Special Podcast. We'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 Hey, everyone. It's Aaron from After School Special Podcast. Like what you hear so far? But don't forget to subscribe and download the show on whatever platform you get your podcasts. And just a friendly reminder, we have new episodes out every Friday. Thanks for listening, everyone. Come here, kid. And you know, touch your boobies.